Welcome to the Never Stop Getting It podcast, where we take your mind out of reality and have a little fun with life. Here's your hosts, Steve Giroux, Scott Bailey, and John Osimo. Hello, everybody. Never Stop Getting It podcast is back. Today's going to be a busy one, but a quick one. We're outdoors again. We're going to have a little fun. We're going to do it during the day this time to see what happens. But before we get into introductions, we get some sad news today. A Super Bowl fan favorite in the uh, New England area has passed away at 47 years old. So, John, what's up? What are you thinking? This one hits home a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. So before we really dive into the, the, the podcast, and I know we haven't talked to everybody here in a little bit, and uh, I do enjoy being outside, especially this time of year when uh, in, New, you know, in, in New England, you, you really see the best, the best weather pretty much of the year here in September. But uh, yeah, the news of David Patton's passing was um, a, a little tough because uh, those of us who uh, were around for the, the, the early days of uh, the New England Patriots dynasty uh, really did know that David Patton was uh, a real big part of that group and a great guy and uh, on and off the field. And so it's, uh, it's a little bit sad for us to do this today, knowing that, uh, that David Patton is no longer with us. And, uh, you know, uh, rest in peace, David Patton. Feel very, very bad for uh, his family, and, and obviously uh, he will be he will be missed. I'll tell you, <clears throat> during that those uh, three Super Bowl wins that we had, he was very he was part of a very underrated wide receiver core. You know, you had Troy Brown, you had uh, David Givens, David Patton, and even for a little while, you had uh, Dion Branch. Right. Talk about yeah. the receiving core that was yeah. underrated. And I'll tell you, he came up huge oh, in the yeah. first Super Bowl in right. 2001 with exactly. that uh, with that catch. The only, I think that was the only Patriots yes, touchdown. Yes, you're right. Oh, the only the only Patriots touchdown. Uh, and uh, obviously that, that was sort of sparking the, the, the dynasty in New England. And, and, yeah, I mean, underrated, absolutely. Uh, you Considering just, you know, again, back then nobody really thought, much of the Pats, and uh, now that, you know, we're dealing with his loss, you know, you go look back and say, yeah, I mean, he was a big, he was a big part of all those wins, and, and again, it wasn't, it's not just about football at that point, uh, and, you know, and obviously social media has taken uh, this news uh, and, and, and really brought about how much of a great guy he really was, and, and that's the most important thing right there. Because you know football is really second when it comes to character and, and uh, behavior off the field and what he did, uh, the guy he was, and uh, it's it's a you know it's a sad day, obviously for for everybody involved, and uh, like I said, I mean just um, prayers go out to uh, Patton's family and friends, and um, you know just as you look back, you just remember you know what he did for this area. And, uh, again, you know, he will be missed. But on a happier note, this past weekend, 
well, last weekend, where was it Saturday today, but this past weekend, we had, uh, no, actually it was Friday, right before the yeah, weekend, we yeah, had a great, Friday. great time for a great cause, Autism Speaks, we had a golf tournament that your brother put on, and uh, we really got into it that day, that was, that was a good time, and a lot of, a lot of money raised, Lenny Clark, like we said, he right. was there, you know, he was yeah. uh, rocking and rolling with his comic act, so it was a good time. Yeah, you know, it, when you talk about golf tournaments and, and you're playing the best ball, you know, Florida-style scramble, I mean, you know, not only are they just so much fun because you just get up there and, and, you know, whack it. You don't have to worry about whether you had the best shot or not. You're just trying to get the best shot. You move from the best shot to the best shot. And you're just having so much fun. I mean, everyone is just uh, in a great mood, and it just it turned out to be a very hot day, but it was still nice and Especially in the morning, I mean, it got hotter as the day, as the day wore on. Uh, last Friday, it was ended up being in the nineties. But when you looked around, I mean, just everyone's having a great time, and it's for a great cause. And my brother puts on an unbelievable event at Blissful Meadows uh, Golf uh, Course in in uh, Uxbridge, Mass. And uh, he did, you know, again an amazing job this year with with uh, all of all of the uh, different pieces to that tournament you know starts off with uh hey grab all these uh you know free things as far as uh cigars and golf balls and teas and you know goodie bag and grab some muffins or whatever in the morning and uh and then you're off and you know they got the uh uh, the the beer carts going out there want to mix drink whatever and and then uh, all the different pieces to it that ended up coming together to make a great event. And it, it is for a great cause in Autism Speaks. And um, my brother, Tony, has been putting this event on for, I think he, I think we were talking about it. I think it's like eight years now. Is I think it was yeah. eight years. Yeah, I think that's what uh, you said, eight years. Yeah, yeah, eight years. I mean, last year we didn't do it and, and you know, due to COVID. But um, it's an eight-year event. And because it's been such a long-standing event and... And one that's raised uh, a ton of money, really, for Autism Speaks. I mean, many thousands of dollars. Uh, and Representative Mike Soder, State Representative Mike Soder, was there uh, to give uh, a, you know a certificate of appreciation from the state legislature to well to uh, to not only uh, Tony uh, but also a couple uh, who had really spent a lot of time and, and, and energy on the, on the cause uh, over those eight years. And uh, when you consider the event in, in totality with, with Autism Speaks getting, you know, all of the, the, the proceeds, um, you know, it, it's just such a fun time. I mean, not only do you just get there and you have all the, all the free stuff that you have and a little bit of a breakfast, but then you go through and there's a golf hole where you do a uh, – uh, air cannon uh, towards the green, which is which Love is un- which is unbelievable. And then uh, as you're as you're going through the the front nine into the back nine, uh, you have uh, some beer tasting from a local brewery. You have uh, some some hamburgers, hot dogs, sausage, on, uh, you know, sausage, onions, and peppers type kind of kind of sandwich as you're going through. So you can uh, you know eat a little something and and plenty of water floating around stay hydrated got the beers flowing and then uh you, at, when you come in you had uh, a putting contest which was really very fun and they had the drone going on to kind of check some things out 
And uh, one of one lucky golfer who had to qualify with a six or twelve foot putt, depending on uh, the the amount of, of charity that you that you had given you you one golfer in the field got a chance to win ten thousand dollars with one putt, and that Booyah! was and that was that was very exciting. And I and the the, the interesting thing about that though is that. Uh, you know, it was, it was done through the computer where whoever qualified got their name in the sort of computer hat, and then one person was picked. And I don't think that person who was picked was sort of ready for it because they had already taken their golf shoes off, whatever. I mean, a lot of us had done that anyway, but then they went over to the putting green to, to putt a 60-foot putt for $10,000, and they realized they had their regular, like, boat shoes or something on, <laughs> and instead of just putting with their shoes on or going, you know, if, I, if that was me, I'd probably go back and get my, my golf shoes because I'm so much more comfortable, and, and, and you know, I, I, I putt with my golf shoes on, so therefore it would make sense to go back and put them on for the, for the $10,000 putt, but uh, I don't remember exactly who it was that won the chance to win $10,000, but he realized that he didn't have his golf shoes. He had his weird shoes on, boat shoes, whatever, and he decided to take his shoes off. So now he's barefoot. He's barefoot on the putting green, and he's putting for $10,000. He's he's talking to people about the putt. He, he, he's talking to those who are familiar with the, the putting green and, and what you know what the line is, and, and that's what I would have done, too, if I was in his shoes, although he didn't have shoes on, so I guess I can't yeah, say that. can't do that. But he took his shoes off. He's barefoot now. And everyone kept saying, I actually said to him, don't leave it short. Do not leave this putt short. That's what everybody was saying. I mean, even the guy that was there. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, it. right. I mean, you know, if you're going to, zero putts go in that are short. So, therefore, you have to not leave it short. That is a cardinal sin in this kind of a situation and what did he do? He left it short and considerably short. It wasn't like it, you know, and it, cause we, I think the whole crowd would have loved to have gone, you know, kind of thing. And that didn't even happen. I mean, he, you know, he putted it and it was in a great line. He had it. He had the line. He had the line down. He just didn't hit it. And I still think to this, you know, at this point that the uh, putting with the bare feet was just not the right call. Yeah. Well, you don't know unless you try, I guess. Never really tried to play golf barefooted, you know what I mean? But either way, what a great event. We get to see Lenny Clark put yeah, on a phenomenal show. So after that, right after the putting contest, Lenny Clark, uh, well, a little bit of uh, some more sort of happy hour going on there. And then everyone was kind of like, "Where, where's Lenny? Because, you know, he uh, usually comes to events and, and does a little bit of a, you know, picture-taking kind and of thing. Yeah, and, it was a meet and, and greet. Know, yeah, and it just... Uh, for whatever reason, and maybe because Blissful Meadows is sort of out in the boonies, and uh, you don't expect the golf course to show up in such a well as such we were, a residential we were area. talking about when we were driving there. Yeah, we always yeah. miss that turn constantly uh, to get yeah. there. So yeah. I'm yeah. sure he did that too. I mean, there's just just so many houses, and you're just like, there's no way a golf course is going to show up here. And yeah, it does show up. It's a beautiful spot, great course. They do a great job there at Blissful Meadows. But uh, Lenny Clark showed up a little late, and uh, so he just had a few few picture taking opportunities before he went on. Like Steve, you were you got a picture with him, right? I do have a picture with him. Yep, that's that's yeah, going to get posted. I I on wish the gram I, and Facebook. I wish I had the I wish I had the op to get to get a picture with him, but it didn't have didn't happen. And so he 
just no, took because, a few. Well, I went up there and see if we could get him on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. That that was uh, unfortunately didn't have enough time for that. But you know, maybe maybe a future podcast he'll he'll be able to come on. But what a funny bastard that guy is. Honestly, he gets up there and you know he plays the crowd. I mean, he's got a set routine and you know, I mean, he's a he's a total pro. I mean, not only is he a comedian, but an actor, and uh, you know, somebody who's been around for a long time from the area, just born and bred, New England, Boston, uh, from Cambridge, and uh, yeah, he was f- so funny, and and he was playing playing to the crowd, and it's a tough crowd. I mean, when you you got a bunch of golfers who have been out all day long, golfing, having a good time, drinking, and then getting to that to that spot, you know, it's not the perfect setup. Uh, for for a, a, a comic event, and so for Lenny to do what he did and to have it be as good as it was, I totally you know that was uh, that was that was a great time. And again, when you think about golf tournaments, you don't often think about comedian shows as well. Uh, but for 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 my brother Tony's tournament here, uh, he's been doing that now for a few years, and it's been such a great success. And it's just such a fun time because it's just from start to finish. It's just uh, more and more fun and more and more things that go on within the event. And uh, that's why his his uh, tournament has been so successful over the years. And that's why he's made so much money for Autism Speaks because of the work he puts in, uh, the creativity, the different things that go on there. And, and I know that people who go there are like, yeah, I, if I'm going to mark my spot for a, for a uh, best ball tournament, I want to do this one. Because that's the one that uh, that really is the most fun. I don't, I, you know, I really don't know of many golf tournaments that I have more fun than uh, than than at this tournament. No, I agree. I definitely agree. I love it, and it was on a Friday this time. Usually, it's on a Thursday, so I was pretty pumped. It was on a Friday. Yeah, no, that was that was actually key. And the reason it was on a Friday was because of COVID. I mean, last year we didn't have the tournament at all. Uh, you know, obviously there was uh, most everything was canceled, but. Um, this year, when when he tried to set it up early, you know, again, you know, he, earlier in the year, here in 2021, after the vaccines were rolled out for COVID, it was like, okay, we can do this tournament. Um, there was not much availability, and I think that goes uh, to the same across the country, where everything sort of shut down last year in 2020, and then 2021 came around, and after the vaccines were okay, all rolled out. I mean, those who put off their weddings, events, other things, now they're all out there, you know. And I, you know, I know that the uh, the Delta variant is still very real, and COVID's still very real out there. And we're all sort of trying to figure out what the hell is going on in reality with with everything, because you know, here we here we are at the beginning of the summer, thinking things could get back to normal pretty quickly, but we're all wondering what's going on with, you know, the opening of schools and and you know all the debates that go on with mask mandates, etc. You know, it's just one of those things that you're just kind of waiting and seeing what's going to happen next. What's the next shoe to drop? And, you know, is it going to be booster shots? And how is that going to work? You know, it's just, uh, it, it it's pretty confusing in general. And I think that we all are doing the best we can to, to mitigate uh, all of all the problems that, that come along with it. And I think, honestly, overall, here, especially here in the Northeast, uh, we've, we've done a good job to at least get as many people vaccinated as possible so that we can start doing some things and continue to have, like, you know, we had the golf tournament and it was a success 
and, and that's due to part due in part because people have taken uh, taken COVID seriously here in the Northeast. Yeah, well, there is a little something missing from this podcast, and we forgot to mention it. Uh, somebody drew the short straw of bringing the in-laws to the airport. Oh, yeah. Who could that be? Well, we all know Who now. Who could it be? Scott, how are you doing today? Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> oh, you have those little <laughs> cricket things in the, Wait, in the yeah. tree. Well, we don't know what they are. Yeah, what are we they? don't know what those things are. The buzz, Chinchillas? Though. Chinchillas? I don't know if it's a chinchilla. I, I don't know. Something, little, you know. A little you, buzzing thing. Well, you're hearing some stuff, some buzzing, and that's that's because we're outside. And I think... Uh, Something's you, in the tree. You, you, also heard, you also heard a plane uh, flying by, too, because we're, we're not that far from a local airport here. And it's a beautiful day. I mean, absolutely gorgeous. Exactly what you would expect for a New England September day, where it starts starts off a little cool. And then it uh, turns into just gorgeous. Labor Day weekend. And guess what? What's Labor Day weekend? Fantasy oh, football weekend. We both have drafts. We, have, we both have two of them this weekend. Uh, you know, many, many fantasy football junkies believe that fantasy football weekend draft is like Christmas. Okay? I do. I it's, really think it's so. It's Christmas. It's Christmas for us fantasy football junkies. Because it's draft day, and it's not even about the draft per se, about exactly what my team's going to look like. It's about the draft itself. It's about getting together with a bunch of guys who love football, love fantasy, and just having fun. And uh, and again, when it's when it's a beautiful when it's a beautiful weekend like it is this this weekend here in New England, then uh, it's it's so it's so worth it. And everyone's got a big smile on their face, and they're they're ready for another. Uh, football season and fantasy football is just the bomb. Yeah, we get a. Uh, so there is. A, I'm going to our, our mutual friend Mike's house today for a draft. You got one there tomorrow. Oh and yeah. And we have one here at my house. Oh yeah. That there'll be pictures taken for in a podcast afterwards. Not that. Not that night, but maybe the next day or two later. But yeah, we'll have another podcast about that. So it's a busy weekend. Busy, busy weekend. Oh yeah, but I mean, fantasy is so much fun, and and everyone's involved with fantasy now, and just because you know it's so easy with uh, the the websites and, and the ability just to see how things go. So much information from, right, right, right from your phone. I mean, I I was I was playing fantasy football when um, there were no fantasy football websites where you had to to send in information into somewhere to get get it back. You know, it's I mean, fantasy started when it used to be rotisserie leagues, and you had to look at the paper and, and do stats on your own and hand calculate uh, numbers and who won and, and all that stuff. And now today it's just, it's just so much different. And, and basically it's just so much fun. I mean, that's what it's and all about. you say about. you're not old, John. Well, no, I've been, you know, I mean, <laughs> Hey, you know, rotisserie uh, doesn't just mean chicken. Yeah. You know? uh, what does it, what, what does it mean in football though? <laughs> Fantasy football. I don't get it. It, it used to be called rotisserie league. You Why, know, rotisserie. That's, I don't know. Come on. Turns around. There's got to be a definition for that. we got to look know. that one up online. We'll get back to everybody. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, so, uh, and, and then the other thing that started up is uh, college football. Oh, yeah. College football is ready, ready. Well, it's here. It's rocking. But now the kids get, they get paid now. They get paid. They get, so crowds come back in, which is nice. But now the players actually can go out and promote themselves and make some money off their name. Yeah, a few games already t- already went off, and I, d- I don't know what the scores were, but I, I was uh, 
you know, looking around on TV and saw that, that there were some games already, and this is the kickoff of college football weekend. And, of course, college football is just unbelievably huge in this country and has been for a very long time. And in some parts of the country, it's bigger than pro football. And um, I know how passionate fans can get when it comes to college football, and I think uh, it was just a huge win for the players when it was decided that they could, in fact, profit uh, from their namesake on a variety of different, uh, you know, areas and, and therefore uh, actually make some money because there's just no way that if you're, if, if as much money as was being made by the NCAA that some of it couldn't have been shared by the players themselves because the players make the, uh, the game, you know, they, they make the, the event and therefore they're the ones, uh, who are taking the risks, who are doing the, the work, who are there all the time, who are, uh, sacrificing their bodies for the game, for the love of the game, and therefore they should be paid. And I and I was 100%, 100% behind the ruling that allowed them to profit from them playing the game. Because it's just, it was too big, there was too much money involved, and not to share it with those who are right at the core of what was going on was ridiculous and thankfully, they can make some money off of it now. And there are some big con- there are some big contracts going on right now. And because of what we see now, I mean, you're talking about millions of dollars being spread around some players who are right at the core of the NCAA football money making. And that's you know, if if you're gonna you know you're gonna talk about it that way. I mean, this is so this is America. We, you know, I mean, let's face it. It's, it's capitalism is is at, you know at its finest here in the United States, and we all know that. And so to deprive the players from the money was ridiculous. Is it is there a cap of what they can make? Uh, I I don't know the specifics behind it, but I can they sign know. with Nike and make millions right off the bat, or to, can they only do like local, not local, but like used car dealerships and they can no make, no I think make a can, living while they're playing. No, they can make big money. Yeah, they can, they make, can make big. Them, so yeah. they can go sign there's, with Nike or Reebok. There's, there's or? some million dollar deals going on right now, based on on what I've what I've seen anyway. I mean, I I didn't know who the deals with 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 with, with caps. I didn't know of any caps that were going on, but I do I do know big money can be made now with players that are actually playing the game, which is what. I wonder you what kind have. of deals are I know, made already. I know. I yeah. huh. I saw a little I saw a little something on it with that that talked about some contracts being signed with different players. And uh, you know, for pretty pretty good money. I mean, it's not it's not NFL money or anything, but it's it's good enough to where it makes sense. Because again, you know, these players are putting their their uh, their lives on the line. Essentially, I mean, but it's not that, Nike you know, money though. You know well, I mean? again, I don't, I don't know if they can go sign with Nike or something. I'm, I'm just I'm curious not, about I'm not it. Sure. You know? I'm not sure exactly. But man, so uh, I wonder who number one is. Who's ranked number one? It's got to be Alabama, right? Well, as far as the team goes, probably, but I don't know about the player themselves. No, no, yeah, no. I was going back to like college football rankings. Yeah. So Alabama must be opening up, and Miami's right. Is it Miami yeah. or is it Florida? Yeah. Somebody's right there now. They get a big game coming well, up. Definitely, some, one of them in Florida is definitely there. Georgia, obviously, is always there. Ohio, Ohio State's always there. Yeah. You know, Michigan. You know, your 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 classic big, big football schools. Are always right there, and and again, Auburn. there's just there's there's a, uh, such a fan base there for 
for those kind BU. of programs. BU's you know, over there, right? at Boston no. University. No, BC, BC, BC's, BC's got a good, yeah, good, they got group. A good yeah, they're not racist, you know, though. I mean, you know, and again, here, you know, here in the Northeast, we don't necessarily have as, as big of a, a college following as, as certainly some of the other schools well, down Texas. south. Or, you know, some of Texas A&M. Oh, yeah. Oh, you geez, know, Texas groups are just, you know, that's Nebraska. Schools, they're always good, and they always have a big following. Uh, for sure. I mean, you know, many, many alumni that, that go to these schools just continue to have, you know, um, a following, you know, that they're, they're going to be the, uh, season ticket holders, you know, for, for a long time coming. Cause that's how, that's how passionate they are for these programs. And, and that's, that's, you know, something to be said before, for what, you know, and, and that's part of it. I mean, when you think about just the, again, the, the vast money, that was associated here, and it's and, and to some degree, it's a little bit elusive as to what it is. I mean, we know that you know the uh, the NFL is a you know multi billion dollar industry, and frankly, the NCAA in college football is a multi billion dollar industry as well. Billions. You know, Billions. And, and so yeah, oh I mean, not to not to allow for the players who are at the heart of the games to make money again was just ridiculous, and um, I'm I'm so happy that they were able to. Uh, you know, to to finally get part of that going on, you know. No, I agree. I agree. Well, you know, before we go, uh, do you know what spot you're picking in Mike's League? Yeah, unfortunately, I'm number 10. Oh, I'm number 12. <laughs> oh, boy, I think there's a little shenanigans happening here. But yeah. so so who you who you rooting for? Who do you think's gonna fall in your life? Uh, I, you know, I'm I'm hoping maybe to to get a sort of a second tier back to drop to me, or I'll obviously take a first tier receiver yeah, at that point. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure. So what, what do you what do you think? Who, who are you hoping for though? It's yeah, gonna fall to you. Are reali- realistic? Like maybe a Nick Chubb. Ooh, I, oh, I had him last year. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like I like him too. I just I, I mean I'm a big Chubb fan. I'm I got a chubby for Chubb, so yeah. I think I'm hoping that he falls to me because I like him, and uh, obviously he can be my number one back. And even though he shares some time, I think uh, I, I hope that he might be the, the you know the guy. Otherwise, I'll I'll look for a receiver or, or maybe even a number one you know somewhere else. Yeah. So uh, in Mike's league, we had uh, this one's a keeper league. Well, it's actually Billy's league, but uh, another mutual friend. It was a keeper league, and I was on the fence with uh, T Higgins. Which would have been my last pick of the draft. They placed for Cincinnati wide receiver, and uh, him and Joe Burrow's. You know they really locked up last year. Joe Burrow's unfor- Joe Burrow unfortunately got hurt, and, uh, and then I was going to grab a uh, who's the other one I was thinking of. Well, actually, the one that I took was a uh, uh, Terry McLaurin. Oh, McLaurin, yeah, yeah, from Washington yeah. wide receiver. Right, so, yeah, no, Fitzmagic, Fitzmagic's there, you know, yeah. Fitzpatrick, yeah. so he, I think he's moving up. He set the world on fire. That was my fifth round pick last year, so I lose my fifth round pick. Unfortunately, I wanted to keep Kyler Murray, but because if you keep it two years in a row, you ended up losing your first round pick. Yeah, and who, who wants to lose a first round yeah, pick? Yeah, no, that's, not over a quarterback. That's uh, that's tough. I don't care who the quarterback is. You no know value I mean? in that right there. No, no. But, uh, you know, the other thing that kind of pushed the, the needle was um, – Cincinnati ended up drafting another wide receiver, which was Joe Burrow, uh, college receiver. You know what I mean? So they drafted 
So you know there's going to be a little chemistry there, and I think it was going to take away from T. Higgins. But I would have loved just to lose my my uh, 16th round pick. You know what I mean? And just have my whole draft and still end up with a number two receiver at, at the very least. Right. Maybe a number one if they keep uh, the magic happening, you know? So, you know, that's yeah. a little disappointing. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I think with the 12th pick, I'm hoping because nobody's going to know what I'm saying anyway because it won't go out till later. Antonio Gibson, mm. running back yeah. from uh, Washington, fall in my lap. You know what yeah, I mean? no, he's, but that's he's... somebody that could fall in your lap, too. Totally. Yeah, I've been doing mock yeah. drafts, and yeah. he's been coming right down. Right. Right? Number 12 exactly. is where he's been grabbing. And uh, and everyone's high on him for sure because he's got the talent. He's just small. You know? He, no, but but the, th- the thing is, is he also catches the ball out of the backfield, which is huge. Great hands. Which is really huge. And But then the, you have to look at the team, too, and, and you know, <laughs> what's happening with the with the team itself. How, how successful is the team going to be? In games, and how close are they going to be, and how competitive are they going to be? Because it's not just the player itself; it's it's the team that they're on that that matters. You know, even even to some degree, some of the good good players that are on teams where they're 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 routing of the teams by the second half, and they're taking players out, you know, and and not playing them. You know, you got to think about that. But then, if uh, if some teams are are just going to be that bad. Uh, even though you have good players, then then how are they gonna how are they gonna work their 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 players into the system? So uh, it's always fun though, you know, fantasy and and just uh, you know the way it all works and and the competitive uh, you know things that go on with with fantasy. It's just well, so you much. Just fun. want the bragging so rights, fun. you know. You play with a bunch of buddies. You just want the bragging rights anyway. You know, our league we have a belt. With our name on it, every time you win, every year you win, yep. your name goes on the belt. So your name gets notched into the belt. Yep, the championship belt. All right, so ours, we end up having we pick that day our numbers, so it's like a surprise. Which we yeah. gotta we gotta uh, put that back up for vote. I don't know. Some people love it, some people don't. So I, I want to see how the vote goes because a lot of people like the mock draft. Yeah, see who falls in their lap. But after the first. Few Couple rounds, rounds yeah, cares, like you know? it just especially with our league, you know, you got Manny that'll take fucking Aaron yeah. Hernandez for yeah. the second pick. Right. He hasn't played in a while. <laughs> no, he hasn't. <laughs> so that, that ends up kind of porking you. You know what I mean? That messes up the whole draft board. One pick, just like that. Yeah. Or you'll pick Guskowski and I don't even know if he's playing anymore. Well, there are a lot of homers around here, obviously in New England, so a lot of times uh you know, New England players will go f- before early, Way uh, other early. players, and and that uh, that does mess up the sort of draft draft order or, or what the expectations are. But, but that's like, like, no, that's what makes it fun, though. I this mean, is the worst you know, place to be a homer, though, because you don't know who's going to play from week to week with Belichick. You yeah, know? no, I mean, you, you can't you, pick a running back, you, you can't know. pick a receiver. Even even when Tom Brady at his height was was really good, he's the uh, only one you could take. You know, but even still, Gronk. he you know he was still questionable. I mean, Gronk was the other. I think Gronk was probably the best sort of fantasy uh, value at, 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 during his prime. But even Brady, just because there were so many games where he would just be you know that uh, you know game manager quarterback that wouldn't really you know throw for much because he wanted to win the game, and you know he, it was it was nothing for him for him to have you know one touchdown or no touchdown, a couple hundred yards, and he won the game. You know, and that. And that's not good for fantasy, and therefore, 
You know, he wasn't always the the most reliable, stable fantasy quarterback you could have, even in his prime. I mean, I mean, there was a couple couple years where you could say, yeah, like I I really enjoy having Tom Brady as my quarterback. But yeah, aside from that, though, I mean, here's a guy that's you know arguably the best ever, and yet fantasy wise, he wasn't necessarily because again, uh, as you're mentioning, just Bill Belichick's style and the way he does it, the way he throws all the ball around and. You know, I know that, uh, you know, Welker in his years and Edelman in his years, I mean, they got a lot of balls, so that they, they were always pretty good. You mean Corey Dillon. Um, and, 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 and Gronk, certainly. But, uh, you know, when it comes to someone, a team that wins, you don't really have a lot of fantasy players that, that do really well. Oh, speaking of me a homer and a Patriots fan, Cam Newton. Oh, God. Released. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, I almost forgot about that. That almost slipped through the cracks. You know, I think most fans in New England knew that Cam had potential coming in here last year, and he showed it. He, you know, they were flashes. He had flashes of potential. Airplane. As uh, as an airplane comes really close to us. Wow, that's really low. Um, airport nearby, but yeah. Coming in hot. Flashes of excellence and brilliance that go goes back to his uh, MVP season. And I think everyone was pretty excited about that. But at the end of the day, there were many games last year that were lost by Cam Newton. And I think that that uh, soured the fan base. And uh, there were many games where he really did not play well because it seemed like you know his arm wasn't right. He seemingly lost a step. And uh, I think that the fan base was ready to move on in general from Cam Newton and and love the player, love the guy. Uh, he seems like a work ethic guy and somebody who is a great uh, locker room guy. I, and, and so kudos to him for what he did when he was here. But at the same time, the New England fan base enjoyed the fact that uh, we now have a new face of the fan, the franchise in Mac Jones. Well, what can you call it, mac and cheese? I kind of like Big Mac better, but you know. Yeah, Big Mac's definitely better. I love yeah. Big Mac. So, so Big Mac is the guy, and I think Big Mac. Here's the here's the difference between most rookies and Mac Jones. Big Mac is that uh, when you, when you play for Alabama, you are almost NFL light in that regard, and and it's the stage. And, and and part of what made Tom Brady Tom Brady great for the the two decades he was here is that uh, he didn't let the stage uh, get 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 him and uh, and and he was smart and and uh, and he could he could play in the biggest games and I think that Mac Jones at this point at least we have the thought in our head that maybe he could be that kind of guy and so he's not going to be great. He's not going to, you know, this is rookie year, uh, so let's 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 <laughs> let's tailor the expectation on what exactly Mac Jones will do for us. But but ultimately, we're all pretty happy that we can take a look at our number one pick and a guy that we can all get behind and say, let's let's go win some games. Well, you got to face it though; there hasn't been too many great quarterbacks from Alabama since you know Joe Namath and Ken Stabler, really Bart Starr. There hasn't been anybody. No, because I mean, you know, when you when you think of uh, Alabama, there's there's just so much it's defense. It, it, well, it's 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 defense. It's running. 
I mean, their running backs are incredible. And so, uh, you know, you have that, you know, to, to, and, and, and that's the drawback when it comes to quarterbacks coming from Alabama. It's all about, you know, when you have that kind of a defense, how do you play? When you have that kind of running game, how do you play? Uh, and, and, you know, but the opponents are there. You know, the, the stage is there. And I think Mac Jones has at least proven to be somebody that is workable, knowledgeable, a, a guy that has the smarts because you need that in the, in this kind of game. I mean, I mean, this is a game of inches, right? I mean, this is a game of, of, of you know, your talent only takes you so far, but your, uh, you know, your acumen for the game of football is what was going to, is going to be the difference maker. And I think that what we see at this point from Mac Jones is that he might be that guy. And uh, we're all, we're all really happy about that because when you lose a guy like Tom Brady, you're kind of deflated. You're kind of kind of pissed oh, about it, you know? Deflated? Really? Really? Really deflated? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No pun intended there. Oh. But I'll tell you what. You know, since Nick Saban's gotten there, maybe the quarterback situation will change because now you got Tua, right? Yeah. And then you got yeah. uh, Jalen Hurts at the Eagles. And Mac right. Jones is up here. So maybe things will change for right. the quarterback. I think it will. But they all seem like they're one year and, yeah, we're in the NFL. It's like, so that doesn't hold. Well, yeah, that that always happens anyway. So you have your you have your rookie year. You think you're getting better. Then you have the sophomore slump. Typical. Well, rookie year, they really you're basically redshirted anyway. I you know. know. Well, Mac Jones is getting thrown into the fire, but I love it. I think he, the, I th- I think the kid is ready. Yeah, yeah. Well, I really because I, I, I and again I I hate to say it, but I just it's getting a lot of praise. I, I like think it. I think that th- that the intangibles. And what Mac Jones brings to the table could be reminiscent of a Tom Brady. And and again, I'm I'm being you know like pie in the sky right now as a as a Pats fan, but I just think that that might happen. Dude, I would be happy with just a Philip Rivers. You know what I mean? If you give us yeah. a Philip Rivers, that's a home run. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somebody like that. Obviously, well, just a again, Tom Brady, but be a be a game manager and and, oh, and Alex don't, Smith was a game listen, manager. Do not turn the ball over. Let's no, go. No rookies ever won a Super Bowl. This could be the first. I can't wait. Uh, can't wait for this awesome. season. All right. Well, on that note, I got to get ready for my fantasy football draft, so I need to hit the road, bro. Sounds so, good. All right. Great so, talking to you. All. I uh, we'll we'll see you very soon. We'll talk to you soon about our drafts. And uh, good luck in the draft. That's right. So all the fantasy football fans out there, good luck, and we are going to talk to you later. We love you. Booyah! Never stop getting it. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Never Stop Getting It podcast. And join the community on Facebook, Never Stop Getting It, and Twitter at Never Stop Getting It. And, of course, NeverStopGettingIt.com.